we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, Happy New Year from all of us here at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to the camp house. The front door is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It doesn't drug your dog, but gently, naturally, over time, settles the overactive dog, the one that can even be destructive. Learn more about Calming Care when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Well, it's a brand new year, and you know what? I'm really happy to see it. The past couple of years... Well, they have been tough, just blow after blow after blow to all of us. Let's start over again. The good Lord blessed us in that way when he made the seasons to come back around and repeat and do over. I'm ready for a do over. And we're going to kick it off right next week, this coming week, at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in downtown Dallas with the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo, 40th Anniversary Edition. And it's been two years since we had an in-person DSC Convention and Expo. This is one of the biggest conservation expos on planet Earth. It's a big deal when this happens, and it's a big deal when it doesn't. Well, guess what? It's full steam ahead, and it's coming up on Thursday. We're going to talk to the Executive Director, Corey Mason, about it coming up a little later in the show. Hey, we're also going to be hanging out with Kyle Brookshire today. He is the director of the Texas Sherlunker program. They take big, giant, largemouth bass, selectively spawn those fish, and put the fry, the fingerlings, back into Texas waters. The results over the years have been pretty phenomenal and shown to be a worldwide leader in improving your fishing, improving the quality of the fish that we catch making our fishing experience even better. Listen to just how good it's been and is with Kyle on the show today. Hey, we've got a pot full of coffee over there, brewed up with you in mind. Grab yourself a cup and make yourself at home. We're proud to share a campfire with you as we kick off this brand new year right here at Kinder Outdoors. A lot of people are really excited to see that uh, the United States has lifted that African travel ban, travel restriction now. They can come back to America for that Dallas Safari Club convention and expo this coming week. It was a big deal to a lot of folks involved there. Travel restrictions officially lifted yesterday, December 31st. January 1st brings along a brand new rule prohibiting the use of trail cameras in the state of Arizona. Take a look at the picture at kinderoutdoors.com of this tree, obviously on public land, and a lot of people want to see what's been happening here. There's a one, two, three, four, five trail cameras stacked one upon another on this tree. The new Arizona Game and Fish Commission rule, R124303, states that a person shall not use a trail camera for the purposes of taking or locating or aiding in the take of wildlife. The commission unanimously approved the rule at its June meeting in Payson, Arizona. I've got a couple of awesome videos for you to spend a little time with at kinderoutdoors.com. Uh, make sure you bring the family with you to, to watch both of these. They're short. One is a very well-produced piece from the state of Colorado on the Kokoni salmon. It's phenomenal how they get full use of this fish in the state of Colorado. Hats off for your conservation work in the egg production and nurturing, and once Kokani salmon 
spawn out once, their life comes to an end. They die. So what do you do with all these fish? you got to watch the video. Check it out at kinderoutdoors.com. It's short. And so is the one from Boone and Crockett Club. This is a compilation video that Boone and Crockett put out of this one particular spot on Montana's Rocky Mountain front. And it, this, the critters just love this spot. It just happens to be on the Boone and Crockett Club's Theodore Roosevelt Memorial Ranch. The place is called the campsite. You'll see grizzly bears and moose with big mature mule deer bucks, mountain lions, bull elk, all kinds of critters in this eight-minute compilation video courtesy of our friends at the Boone and Crockett Club. It's all at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, and if you own a dog, I, I just, I'm convinced of this, and I've done this, I've practiced this in my home for years. If you own a dog, keep Fortiflora in the fridge, because you're going to need it at some point. Our dogs get into the trash. They eat something they shouldn't. Changes in routine, changes in diet, it can all bring on GI upset. And no matter the reason why, Fortiflora fixes that. Order it from Chewy.com. <laughs> I need to say hi to some folks. Johnny Webb catches the show up in Moore, Oklahoma. Thanks, Johnny. Ken Rossi, Springfield, Illinois. Thanks for the note and for listening to Kinder Outdoors. And way out in West Texas, Cahoma, Texas. Not quite Midland, Odessa, but not far from it. That's Steve Green country. Steve listens to the show in Cahoma, Texas. Thank you. Down in Decatur, Alabama, the annual Crane Festival is coming up January 15th and 16th, just a couple of weeks away. The Festival of the Cranes takes place there at Wheeler National Wildlife Refuge. Lots of special programs and activities for the whole family. Block out a little time and celebrate the Cranes in Decatur, Alabama in a couple of weeks. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Hey, everybody, it's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in North Fork, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. I'm Corey Mason, CEO of Dallas Safari Club, inviting you back to the greatest wildlife gathering on Earth. The DSC Convention and Expo will be January 6th through the 9th at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas. Vendors from the world over with opportunities, guns, jewelry, art, gear, clothing, and so much more. Live and silent auctions with online bidding. Bid directly from the show floor or from the deer blind. All the information is at biggame.org for the 40th DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that will take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow. 
but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or Nastra. This was the very idea of Nastra's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in Nastra field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nastra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. You're in good conservation company with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I want you to come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, and register for this drawing that we're doing for a six-pack of tickets to the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. It kicks off this coming Thursday. Runs through next Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, the 6th through the 10th. Uh, and I've got a six-pack of tickets for you. We'll leave them at the will call window so that when you show up, they're ready to go and you're paid for, okay? A six-pack of tickets waiting on you at kinderoutdoors.com. Well, a brand-new year means a brand-new Texas Sherlunker season. The Sherlunker program here in Texas grows giant fish. It's been very successful throughout the years, and I want to talk to the program manager with the Toyota Texas Sherlunker program, and that's my friend Kyle Brookshire. Hey, Kyle, welcome back to the show. 
Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I uh, you know, when I start thinking about dream jobs uh, around the, the country and the people that I've met and, and people I've seen, you're on that list. You just uh, answer the phone and say, oh, okay, you got another 13-pounder? Let me come pick that bad boy up. Uh, pretty cool job you have. It is. It's, it's very unique. I'll say that much. Not many jobs like it, uh, if any jobs like it in the country, so I really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know of any others like it. Let's talk about that job. What is your title of what do you do? Uh, well, I've got kind of a lot of hats that I wear, but the main one I wear is uh, the Toyota Share Lunker Program Manager. So I'm in charge of all things related to Share Lunker throughout the year, uh, most of which gets a lot of publicity during the collection season when we collect wild-caught 13-plus pound bass, yeah. transport them to our hatcheries for our spawning process for that program. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't matter. Texas is a big state, and if you get a call from <clears throat> San Antonio, uh, Choke Canyon, you've got to get up at 6 in the evening, load up, and make that drive go straight there, straight back. No no bobbles along the way. got to get that fish back. That's right, yes, and Texas is a very big state, um, so there's a lot of miles, a lot of road to travel, and you know, throughout the recent years, we've uh, developed what's called the response team, which helps with that process, so we've got district teams and biologists across the state that can help us uh, expedite that transport time for those fish to get back to their final destination. So, you know, what typically would be leaving from Athens to go get a fish way over in Choke Canyon, uh, we actually have a team that will collect that fish within two to three hours, ideally less, um, from the angler and then meet us halfway on the road to get that fish back here as soon as possible. Yeah, it's a remarkable process from, from the time that phone call is made to the Share Lunker program uh, to the time that you release that fish back into the wild. It's an amazing process. Uh, first thing you have to do, I guess, is check the health of that, that fish. He's been in somebody's live well, maybe bouncing around on the lake for a while. Correct. Yeah, we bring it, uh, when we bring that fish back to the hatchery after we go through the transport process, we put it in really, you know, intensive care room is what we call it. Um, it's kind of a shakedown area where we will put the fish in a large holding tank. Uh, we actually sedate that fish and we'll treat any kind of scrapes or abrasions it might have. Uh, the fish needs to be vented. Uh, we'll do that then. We'll release some of the air out of his air bladder so she can equalize better. Yeah. Um, and really just do a, a really a, a, an exam on the fish to determine any kind of things that we need to be watching for in the coming weeks. Um, those sorts of things, and then we will bring the fish back out of that sedation to put it in its whole tank. You know, used to in the Texas Toyota Sherlunker program, just being 13 pounds was good enough, and then we were going to breed that fish. Uh, we were going to spawn that fish and, and put those fry in our lakes. But now it's a little more specific. We want only Florida strain, right? Why? Well, correct, yes. Um, you know, we, we will collect and selectively breed any uh, fish that's donated over 13 pounds that is a, a good candidate for that. So whether it's a pure Florida or an integrate with a northern, uh, we'll spawn that because it has a tie to that genetic predisposition to reach that size in the wild. So we're wanting to give that offspring a fighting chance and putting them back into the public waters of Texas. Uh, specifically with our brood stock, we're focusing on the pure Florida strain. Okay. I mean, again, that gives us a more pure, closer, even closer tie than what an integrate would have yeah. to that genetic predisposition to reach that trophy sized bass. Um, and that's, you know, again, that's that's kind of where our focus is on our hatchery side of things and stocking the offspring um, from those share lunkers. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, where, how do we get the name Florida strain? Ob obviously, these are genetics that came out of Florida. or What's the story? Correct, yes. Yeah, so it's a genetic strain that came out of Florida, originated there in Florida, um, and that's, that's really where the name came from. So okay. in short, yeah, it came from Florida. We brought some of those fish over. Um, you know, way back when we started stocking them into Texas waters, and now we've kind of evolved into this, what we like to, you know, 
kind of tagline is Texas fish, Texas yeah. bass, Texas strain. It's not actually confirmed, but <laughs> we call them Texas strain because those Floridas have kind of adapted to the Texas environment over the years. And, yeah. um, you know, the ones that we're selectively breeding have proven to be able to reach trophy size in Texas waters yeah. and over their brothers and sisters or really over their sisters yeah. um, that are found in the wild that are also pure Floridas. So. It's also fascinating to me. Really smart people growing really big bass for my benefit. I like that. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care. It very gently settles the overbarker, the overjumper over time. Learn more about it when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. I hope you shoot a giant buck today or maybe a bull canvas back. If you do, remember this. That quality taxidermy work starts the minute you pull the trigger. I had a conversation with my taxidermist, Roy Holdridge, at True Life Taxidermy, Granbury, Texas, about that. Hey, Roy, the minute we uh, put that animal down, harvest that deer or elk or whatever, uh, bird, fish, we want to make sure that we take as good a care of the hide and the antlers, whatever, uh, as we do our meat. Do we do that in the same way we would with our meat, get it cooled down as quick as possible? Yes, that's the most important thing is get them, get them cooled down. Okay. Yes. All right, and so we, we shoot that big elk in Colorado, and we want to get that to Roy in Granbury, Texas. Well, that's pretty good poke. That's a long drive, day and a half for a lot of guys. Um, how do we go about preserving everything there on site so that we bring our pelt to you in really good shape? Well, if you're hunting on a on you know a do-it-yourself hunt, then you'd have to get the thing skinned and get it cool. Uh, big hides, you need to stretch them out and let them air out because we do have people that will go and they will get a, a say a bison, you know, and they they roll it all up real quick and I put it on ice, but. There's so much heat in there that they can't get cool, and they'll come, and they will be here and already starting to smell. So open it up and let it air out, cool down, then then get them cold. If you have a freezer available, freeze that thing. Okay, yes. very good, and then throw it in that big oversized ice chest that all you guys own now and, and uh, bring him back to uh, to Texas with you. Uh, how about, uh, you know, we're fishing one of the northern lakes, great lakes for smallmouth bass. We catch an eight-pound smallmouth. We're never going to do that again in our lives, but we got to get it back to Texas. Same thing, get it cold. Get it cold, yes. Um, don't gut it. Just the absolute best thing to do is just wrap it up in a wet wet towel uh, yeah. Carefully and keep the fins, you know, all, all where they're good and, and protected, yeah. and then get it on ice or freeze it also. Yeah. And you've told us before, and I'll never forget this because I had heard all my life, yeah, roll it up in newspaper. Worst thing we can do for our fish. Yes, it is. And people will wrap it up in newspaper because they've heard that. What the newspaper does is it draws some moisture out, and when you put it into the freezer, the freezer burns real fast. Yeah. Uh, feathers. We want to take really good care of our feathers. If you're duck hunting this fall and uh, you shoot a, a, a canvas back and you say, man, I want to get this bird uh, mounted. I want to take this to Roy. Uh, set him aside. Don't stuff him in your backpack, right? Right, right. Try and keep all of the feathers smoothed down. 
Um, if you're going to freeze it, the best thing to do would be pull the head around and put it under its wing. The reason being is you have that long neck sticking out and the head out there, and you put it in the freezer, and then you forget about it and throw something on top of it, and you break the neck. Ah, okay, very good. So take care of those feathers. Pantyhose, there is, is that another wives' tale of stuff him in pantyhose and how to keep his feathers straight? No, that works great. Oh, that works does. great, yes. Okay. So when your wife wants to know, she's looking at your credit card bill, and she sees that you've been at the store buying pantyhose, explain to her. It's for my taxidermist. <laughs> Good luck with that. That will keep you out of hot water. Give us the website so we can come take a look at some of your fish and birds and big game that uh, that you've mounted in the past, Roy. It's truelifetaxidermy.org. Hi, I'm Toxie Hayes. I'm Cus Strickland. And when I'm not in the great outdoors. I'm thinking about it. In my mossy oak. With Kinder Outdoors. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom. Perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. 
Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. Camp house floor creaks a little, but don't worry. You're on solid ground with Kender Outdoors. Yes, you are, and thanks for hanging out with us at our campfire this week at Kinder Outdoors, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. This corner of the camp house brought to you by my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch. You can meet them at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo next week. Go talk to them in booth number 1139, 1139. Let them show you. Those magnificent Axis deer. Talk to them about the world-class Beretta and Orvis-endorsed bird hunting. It's a fabulous place. You'll love it. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. The head man at the Dallas Safari Club is my friend Corey Mason. I've got him back with me this week. Corey, welcome. Thanks for having me, Billy. You bet. Hey, it's uh, it's almost our time, and it's been two years since we've done it, but you co-host the show with me. Uh, during Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. That's right around. It's here. It is. We're a week out, and we cannot wait, Billy. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a, a major event. Forty years Dallas Safari Club has been hosting this convention and expo, and it's become international, internationally known as uh, kind of the bell cow for huge conservation events around the globe. This is the leader of the pack. It is. You know, we get to kick off the calendar year being the first international convention. We have 
people attend this convention exhibit from every continent in the world, uh, and then people from all over North America attend this convention. It is really, it really sets the bar from the convention standpoint. Yeah, uh, and other people are going to be watching. Folks in Vegas are going to be watching, and in Houston they're going to be watching, and the, the turkey people are going to be watching, the elk people. This, this one is a big one. Everybody's got their eyes on it because of COVID. They want to know what's going to happen. Well, you made the analogy one time, and I agree. There's been no yellow light where we've had to hit the gas and make it through just barely. It's been a green light all the way. It is a full green light. The DSC convention is happening 100%. We are so excited about it. Well, we're, the phone calls we receive, the, the pre-registrations, I mean, people have a lot of pent-up energy and demand. They are ready to come. It's all in the name of conservation. Why do we do all this? Yeah, so this is our primary fundraiser for the year. This is what DSC uses to help support DSC as well as the DSC Foundation to fund our mission of conservation, education, and advocacy. Because there was no convention and expo last year, how much did that hurt the giving? How much did that hurt the conservation community over the past year? Yeah, so it really hurt us in two folds. Number one, the, the, the financial into DSC proper and the ability to grant at the same level that we had in the past. But then the other side of that is the financial support of all of our exhibitor partners that, that put conservation on the ground all over the world in their daily activities, the research they support, the anti-poaching they support, and just the habitat management practice in which they were able to or not able to conduct. Uh, when you look at the outdoor community, I don't care if that's your local Ducks Unlimited uh, club uh, or if it's something as major and big and international as Dallas Safari Club, we all rely on banquets. We rely on in-person get-togethers. COVID has rattled us pretty good over the past two years now. Have, have you guys, has there been any thought, maybe a bunch of real smart guys from all around the globe get together in a room and go, you know, maybe we lean too hard on banquets and get-togethers. Have you talked about that? We have talked about that. You know, one of the things that's really at the root of really within the conservation and sportsman community is, is a desire to be together. It's that affinity for community and, and being around like-minded, good people in which DSC and these other organizations that you mentioned, they really represent, you know. So there's, there's the desire to get together and the need to get together to be able to promote and conserve all the things that we try to do. But the DSC is also recognizing the reliance upon that and also looking and building our director of development, development side of the organization as well, and the need for that so that it's not necessarily something that replaces that, but that it's additive because COVID shed a light on a lot of weaknesses. You know, it's an Internet world anymore. We have to uh, tip our hat to, to what's going on there and, and, and give it its due. But some things that are really solid, like a handshake, an in-person smile, a how do you do, a hug, of the neck, uh, those can't be replaced. They can't. And when you're trying to, when you're looking to maybe go on an experience with somebody around the world, you know, you want to see what kind of rapport you have with that individual. Do you, do you kind of like the way they conduct business? You want to look them in the eyes and yeah. feel comfortable with this individual. Or maybe you're buying a new rifle or whatever it might be at the DSC convention, or you want to appreciate this new piece of art and you want to know the artist that, that, that built this beautiful creation, you know. So, that FaceTime cannot be replaced in some instances. You bet, and we're not going to do that. We're going to get together. It's a green light all the way for the Dallas Safari Club uh, 40th Convention and Sporting Expo. Uh, give us the dates. Uh, this is Saturday. It's, an, it's just a few days. It is. So that's January 6, 7, 8, 9, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just go through the hours uh, that we can get into the expo each day. And are there any special discounts? You got it. So Thursday through Saturday, the hours are 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., uh, Sunday is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We shut down a little bit early on Sunday uh, to work through exhibitor and move out, etc. 
Uh, we do. So children under 16 and under with an adult are free. And our military and first responders with ID are free as well. Uh, so we obviously very appreciative of those individuals in our community and want to have them as part of the convention. Uh, to come in for the day is a $25 all the way up to coming for four days, which is $55. $55 I can come all four days. That's correct. Wow. That's a heck of a deal. That's, that's a lot of uh, savings there. And I promise you, and we say it every year, you're not going to get this done in a day. You're not. You know, when you look at 800,000 square feet of space, if you spend any time talking and looking, you need at least two days to see it all. Yeah. You know, uh, bring the kids out, 16 and under are free. It's so important that they experience this for, for the future of conservation. It's very important uh, that they come out and, and enjoy this. And they, I promise you, the wildlife uh, settings alone, the taxidermy, are going to be worth the, the price of a ticket. They're great. You know, we actually have purposely built this year a number of new experiences for youth from archery to BB guns to some other interactive experiences. We have this shoot like a girl exhibit. So there's some really, really cool things that are really made to build an entire family experience and environment. Yep. We're wanting the families to come on out 16 and under free. Remember that. So load up the whole family and bring them out. If you enjoy uh, uh, an auction, Boy, you've got all you can handle this week. That's right. So we have everything from silent auctions to live auctions and our banquets. And they're, they're occurring every single day beginning Wednesday evening at our exhibitor welcome party. Uh, those that can't attend can access those auctions online at our website, biggame.org. Uh, as well as each morning and through the day all the way through the weekend. When you walk in the door, I recommend the girls are always right there. When you walk in the door, get a couple of raffle tickets. I've got a buddy that, I don't know, five, six years ago, Corey bought one raffle ticket when he walked in the door and went on the whitetail hunt of a lifetime up in Illinois. It happens. There's some great items there. It does happen. And people, it, 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 it's really fun to see people win those raffles. Like you say, that buy one <laughs> ticket. The experience of a lifetime. He had a buddy that went with him that, that spent a lot of money on raffle tickets that day, and to this day he rubs it in uh, on, on him pretty hard. The banquets, can people, are tickets still available? Can they come to the nightly banquets? So banquet tickets have stopped. We've stopped selling banquet tickets, okay. but they can access the banquets uh, online, uh, and they can participate in the live auctions. They can watch. They can participate. They can bet on all the items as anybody that's just in the room. Okay. Very good. That sounds good to me. If people want more information about what's going to take place uh, this coming week at the, uh, at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, where do they go? So two ways. You can call the DSC office at 972-980-9800. We'll give them all the information they want and probably a lot more. Or they can go to the website, biggame.org. There's a convention tab that's kind of in the center, and it breaks down everything from show schedule to banquets to all the details that anybody would be looking for. Okay, good. Hey, I just got back from the Dead Rabbit Lodge up in uh, South Dakota. Let me tell you, there's plenty of pheasants up there, lots of them, and you're going to love this lodge. You're going to love David and Angela. Even though you're in South Dakota, he's an old Georgia boy, and he talks kind of slow. Uh, you're going to get a chance to meet him at the Saturday night banquet and bid on a pheasant hunt with me and Mr. Crappie Wally Marshall at the Dead Rabbit Lodge. And we're also going to Lake Fork, and you know all about the crappie on Lake Fork. That'll be a tremendous trip, Billy, really. That'll be a great, great experience. Somebody will enjoy it. Yep, they will. It's going to be on Saturday night. Uh, so if you want to take a look at that particular auction item or any of them, biggame.org or kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I'm sure looking forward to it. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. You bet. Corey Mason. Good guy, my friend with the Dallas Safari Club. Hey, this corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. They're selling memberships down there now, making it easier 
to visit more often. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Hi, I'm Walter Perry, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Bagara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat i'm partial to the tamales and what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and say, hey, that's phony. 
This is this is not the way it is. Ever since the old man in the sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read the tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says the tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. kids along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. So glad you're gathered up around our campfire with us this week at Kinder Outdoors. Thank you very much. And thank you to my friends Joe and Ann Kirchival at Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, just northwest of San Antonio. It truly is one of my favorite places to go hang out for a few days. The Spanish moss and the giant live oak trees along Joshua Creek, which flows crystal clear right through the middle of the ranch. Take your fly rod. If you forget it, don't worry. They've got a great pro shop. Take in a morning bird hunt and an afternoon wade in the creek. Yeah, our winter weather here in Texas allows you to do that. <laughs> Learn more about my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Special guest on the show this week as we kick off a brand new Toyota Texas Sherlunker season is the Sherlunker Program Manager, my friend Kyle Brookshire. Sure good to have you here, Kyle. Welcome back. Bass fishing in Texas is better because of the Texas Sherlunker Program. There have been critics through the years, but that criticism just doesn't stand up, uh, Kyle, when you take a look at the numbers. And this past year, 2021, has been just an incredible and perfect example of how successful this program is. Yes, yeah, we just finished one of the best seasons we've ever had from a apples-to-apples comparison for our collection window. You know, we've uh, learned throughout the years kind of what our, really our best time is to collect those fish to get not only successfully transport them and release them, but also successfully spawn them. Um, and so we only have that short window of collection season, but this is one of the best ones we've ever had from a collection and from a successful spawning rate. You know, we've, we've ended up with over a quarter million offspring selective, you know, superior genetic offspring going back into the Texas waters. Yeah. Uh, our friend Gary Klein caught his only 13-pound or bigger uh, Texas Sherlunker on a day when it was sleeting. The other anglers decided not to go out. It was it was extremely cold, and, and you might have been there that day. I don't know, uh, but it was a miserable day. Why are our bigger fish caught during that miserable cold weather? Uh, you know they were out there in the summer. What They just they don't eat? Yeah, you know, that's funny. That, that day is very uh, vivid in my mind because I was there the day before with them, and I was supposed to be there that day too, but I decided I wasn't going to try to pry the boat off the frozen trailer. But I ended up being there to help collect that fish, which was a great experience, great opportunity to be there for that. Um, congratulate Gary on such an awesome achievement, you know, yeah. lifetime goal. But, yeah, you know, I think these fish are really triggered. Um, you know, when, you, when it gets to extreme weather changes like that, I think it's there's some instinctual changes that are triggered in their minds that say hey like this is life or death at this point probably and huh. so i think that's one of the big things we've seen uh you know with this snowstorm that we had um this past year you know we had a lot of shad die-offs in yeah. some of our reservoirs and so that triggers some heavy feeding efforts on those fish um so you know you have that kind of process that it really kind of 
jumpstart some of that heavy feeding that a fish maybe wouldn't be quite as you know pressed to do in the springtime or early early springtime really yeah. late winter yeah and throughout the summer are a lot more selective you know they watch your bait go by a thousand times you know it's just not what they want in the winter time like you said maybe they're gorging feeding on whatever comes by exactly yes yeah they kind of slow down and get lethargic in those extreme temperatures and then when we have an extreme change in that temperature um, which may be a drastic environmental change i think that kind of triggers them into those modes yeah do you ever have time to go fishing I do sometimes, yes. Uh, I didn't get much in the spring, but yeah, you know, really late, late spring, early summer, I try to get out once we're done with our, you know, really our production season and in June and uh, kind of get out in that sort of time and just get on the water. And I'll go a lot of times in the fall when I'm not chasing deer or ducks. So yeah, there you go. There you go. You're a northern Arkansas guy, so yeah, you've got it all in your blood. You've got a, you've got a lot to do. Um, kind of like a West Texas guy like me, you know, you've, you've got to go do this stuff. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, well, first of all, how successful was this past Sherlunker season? Yeah, it's the most successful one we've had since the inception of the program. You know, we've had some uh, 30 something, you know, 33, 36 lunkers collected back in the heydays of Lake Fork, but that was over about a six, seven month period. Yeah. But when you compare those three months of the spring to this year, to those seasons, this has been the most successful we've ever had. So it's yeah. been incredible. So out of all of those big giant fish, 20 some odd, 13 pounders? Correct. We, I think we had 23 is what we finished with yeah. this year that we actually collected. Um, there have been several others that were caught, you know, on into April that we did not collect. And, and really, we, we came to a place where we had everything we needed, and we didn't have any more space in our hatcheries, which is an incredible problem to have. Yeah, that's a wonderful situation. So how many fry, and whose job is it? Do you have to stay up here all night and count the fry? <laughs> no, no, we've got an incredible team in the hatcheries. Um, you know, across the state, we've got five state freshwater hatcheries, and this is kind of home of the Sherlunker and, you know, the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Center here. Our, our hatchery is focused on largemouth bass production, which would include the Sherlunker part of that. Part of that. Um, and there's an incredible team that, that, you know, that focuses in on those pieces, and yeah. so we all work together and kind of help, you know, I, I will help out and re return the Sherlunkers to their home lake um, and then help out with some of the stocking of the offspring, but yeah, they... They drive a lot of miles stocking fish and rearing fish here on the hatchery. Absolutely. So do we have any idea how many offspring, how many fry we returned to Texas lakes this year? Yeah, this past year we were over a quarter million fry wow. or fingerlings at this point were stocked out. So wow. pretty pretty incredible. And, you know, the there's a lot that goes into this. Um, we actually are at a place where we're almost fully incorporated our Sherlunker offspring um, brood stock. So we've been on this. Uh, journey in the past, you know, four or five years of recreating our brood stock, which are our production bass for all of our lakes that get stocked. You know, Sherlunker does a specific stocking for the lakes that produce those trophy-sized bass, but what right. we've done is taken a small portion of that every year and created a year class. So now our production bass, which stock all of our public waters in Texas, are going to be soon, really hoping this year, converted fully to Sherlunker offspring. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, DNA testing, when it came along years ago, uh, it opened up some doors for us and gave us some really cool information. We've actually seen generations of Sherlunkers caught now. Uh, where we can go back and say, wow, this fish's grandmother was caught, you know, X number of years ago. Correct, yeah. You know, since Toyota came on board, they've really allowed us to um, acquire some amazing genetic technology and really get down to the nitty-gritty of this. And uh, we've gone back and taken some, you know, old DNA samples or scale samples from some fish back in the early 
years of the program and be able to DNA trace those fish that we've had in recent years. You know, we've got fifth generation offspring um, that are popping back up, and that's a direct result of the success of the program. So it's yeah. pretty incredible. It is amazing. So uh, when you get that chair lunker call and you're heading out, do you ever go, yes, it's Choke Canyon. I get to stop at a certain restaurant and eat again today. You have spots along the road you like? Uh, yeah, you know, we we try to try to make the the run as fast as possible, but Bucky's always kind of is a great refilling spot. Grab grab some fuel for ourselves and yeah. the truck. A little junk food. Yeah, a little junk fudge. Yep, yep, some beaver nuggets and some of those uh, sugar covered pecans. Those oh, are. Yeah. Those are where it's at. Can't beat it. Kyle, thanks for all the, the, the good work you guys do. Uh, at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, it's state-of-the-art, world-class, and so is our breeding program and, and what we've done for bass. What we as a state have done for bass fishing is phenomenal, and people look at it from all over the world and copycat. Exactly, yes. We have conversations all the time with other state agencies and even the private sectors about how to replicate something of this stature. And, you know, it's pretty incredible that – a program like this exists where we can partnership, where there's this great partnership between the agency, the anglers, and private companies um, that, that really have a common goal and come together to make something like this happen. You know, it, no other state has a program quite this unique, um, but, you know, there are anglers and there are agencies that want to help replicate this kind of process to really increase the bass fishing in their state. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, always good to see you, man. So thank you. Great to be here. Let's go fishing. Uh, you get off work anytime this month? Uh, yes, we can go. Yeah, we've got to go before the weekend. The cold front gets here, though. The deer get out there and running. Putting those giant bass and their offspring back in the water and raising future generations. It works. Time-tested and proven in the Texas Sherlunker Program. Sponsored by Toyota. They do a great job. And faithfully have for a lot of years. Well, hey, we're going to take a little break, make a run to the coffee pot. But next hour on Kinder Outdoors. We're going to talk about hunting on an Indian reservation. That may be new country to you, and hey, it might be an option you want to take a look at next year. Pete Delkus helps us out there. And Ronnie Smith. Okay, you got that new pup for Christmas. Now what? camped on the ground and in five-star lodges, but never found a more welcome camp than this one, Kender Outdoors. Hey, no matter how you reach the camp house each week, broadcast, podcast, Sirius XM, doesn't matter. We just thank you very much for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. This corner of the camp house brought to you by our friends at Purina Pro Plan. It's the world's greatest dog fuel. The hardworking scientists at Purina make sure that every formula they produce does what it says it will do. I say ProPlan will build a better dog at your home. You'll see a healthier dog in just a few weeks when you make the switch to ProPlan. Pick up a bag at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. My buddy Craig Boddington up in Kansas sent me a great picture of Gordon Marsh, 67 years old. And still getting it done. Take a look at him on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. Look at this gorgeous moose. Thank you, Craig. And, hey, we'll see you in a week at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. 
and Claire Seabold was fishing Big Creek in Old Harbor, Alaska a few days ago with a homemade fly, by the way, and caught a beautiful coho salmon. How about 13 pounds and 8 ounces? <laughs> Congratulations, Claire. What a beautiful fish on your own fly. That's really cool. Claire caught the fish September 20th, and she's on the bragging board right now at kinderoutdoors.com. They're moving the Texas Game Warden Memorial. It has been situated at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens, Texas, East Texas. But it's making a move, and it's a fitting move, to the Texas State Capitol. The life-sized bronze figure of a Texas game warden stands to honor the wardens that have lost their lives in the line of duty and serves as a reminder of the enduring legacy of our Texas game wardens. An updated sculpture will replace the memorial in Athens as the Warden Memorial moves to an area that's shared by other memorials, peace officer memorials, on the grounds of the Texas State Capitol. Through the agency's 125-year history, 19 Texas game wardens have lost their lives while serving we the people of Texas. If I had it all to do over, I would have been a game warden. Here's an opportunity for you to become a game warden. The state of Michigan is hiring 2022 conservation officers. Accepting candidates for the positions of conservation officer recruits and probationary conservation officers. Learn more about the requirements, the job, the process when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. We've got it there for you. The National Wild Turkey Federation, they're going to have a convention February 16 through 19 next month. The National Wild Turkey Federation Convention and Sports Show in Nashville. The largest consumer expo in Nashville, Tennessee every year with more than 350 exhibitors. And some of the turkey industry's top companies and brands will be there. The Missouri Department of Conservation is reporting that hunters harvested three elk during the firearms portion of the elk hunting season. That was December 11 through 19. An archery portion ran October 16 through 24, where two elk were harvested. It's a really big deal because last year was the first elk season in Missouri ever. Only five Missouri hunters were selected for elk permits this year. It was a random drawing. Last year's inaugural elk hunt ended with all five hunters harvesting bull elk during the firearms portion and none in the archery season. Elk are a native species in Missouri but were hunted to extinction in the state through unregulated hunting during the 1800s. Missouri's first elk hunt last year came after years of restoration efforts of the native species by the MDC and numerous partners like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And it was hunters' dollars that funded this restoration of elk, added elk back to the landscape of Missouri. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources Conservation Officers and ICE Rescue Personnel in dry suits worked furiously to try and recover a dozen elk that broke through the ice on a private lake in Otsego County, Michigan. They couldn't save any, but boy did they try. In all, the carcasses of three spike bull elk, five cows and three calves were recovered from the lake. The remaining elk carcass was not found. The thickness at the point where the elk fell through was two inches, and the water about 50 feet deep at that point. Sad 
We're getting deep into the bird seasons, tail end of a lot of them that are still open. And that means cold, hard ground, spooky birds, tough hunting in a lot of situations. Make sure you take good care of your bird dog at the end of each day with the proper fuel. And I'm talking about Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula, 30% protein and 20% fat. Exactly. Exactly what your hard-working bird dog needs tonight. Pick a bag up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. I think COVID has them spooked a little bit in New Jersey. They're moving that Garden State Outdoor Show, sports show. It was supposed to happen this coming week, but it won't. It's been moved back to August 11th through the 14th. Well, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of hunting on Indian country, reservations, with Pete Delkis. He's done quite a bit of that through the years. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Did you know that Mr. Whitetail is Native American for incredibly handsome and very talented? (laughs) You never stop learning here at Kinder's Outdoors. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning fast Wi-Fi and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, One thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, Our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, Learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo returns to Dallas and the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center this January. I'm Corey Mason, CEO at DSE, inviting you to join us for our 40th anniversary celebration, January 6th through the 9th. The greatest celebration of science-based, factual conservation, conservation that works, will feature 1,800 booths and vendors from across America and around the world. They will be offering hunting and fishing opportunities, guns, gear, art, fashion, and jewelry. Numerous auctions, both live and silent, 
daily and open to online bidding from wherever you are. For convention hours, discounts, and information, visit biggame.org. Your ticket or auction purchase will go directly to the DSC mission of conservation, education, and advocacy on Capitol Hill. The DSC Convention and Expo is back. Come celebrate with us January 6th through the 9th in Dallas. Full details at biggame.org and kinderoutdoors.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and ground trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Watch that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, we'll be uh, bringing you the show from the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. 40th anniversary of this incredible conservation event uh, from the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center uh, in Dallas next weekend. We're in booth 4070, right next to the conservation uh, stage, okay? So make sure you come by, say hello. Pick up a 2022 desk calendar, Kinder Outdoors calendar. You can't live without that. (laughs) And stick around. We're going to have some great folks up on stage that we want you to meet and have fun with, all right? Corey Mason, Executive Director of DSC, will be co-hosting the show with me next weekend. You know, we have a lot of different opportunities if we really like to hunt. We can hunt private land. We can go deep on public land with a DIY hunt. But have you ever considered Indian land, Indian reservations? My friend Pete Delkus, if we can pull you away from your breakfast uh, long enough, Pete, uh, because everybody would like to have a little piece of Pete right about now, uh, a little insight on hunting Indian reservations. Well, you know, because a piece of Pete needs to be expanded. So I, w- I want to make sure that everybody can get enough. It's expanding, sir. <laughs> That's right. Are, are you full? Did you get enough? No, no, no. Okay. I, well, yeah. I won't take up much of your time. That's right. Hey, I know you uh, have, uh, through the years, uh, years ago, you experienced hunting on an Indian reservation, uh, Indian property. And uh, there are advantages and some slight disadvantages, or I should just say differences, to hunting uh, Indian reservations as proposed to state land. Let's talk, first of all, about cost. Uh, If we're going to take a trip to the Dakotas or Montana, what additional costs are there in hunting on an Indian reservation? Well, I I, I found that, and I kind of stumbled on this Indian reservation secret, oh, 20-some years ago, Mm -hmm. by booking a hunt with Cabela's that I didn't know at the time was on a reservation, but it turned out it was, and it it was a great experience. It was up in South Dakota. Cost-wise, Bill, what I've found, and I've hunted in in reservations in South Dakota, North Dakota, and also Montana, but the cost seems to be somewhat similar 
to the state fees, you know, whether it's just a, a bird uh, license or maybe a deer tag or an antelope Conservation tag. tag. Yeah, all that's the cost seems fairly comparable. But the thing that I found that one of the differences, and there are some differences, uh, one of the differences is the seasons seem to be a little more generous or a little longer on the Indian reservations than they are on state lands or mm. just private land. Meaning that in days, you have more days? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, possibly for, more quarry. That's exactly right. You know, for example, I've found that, and you know, and, and I've been told by a, a number. I, I've hunted on about six different Indian reservations, and I've been told that, you know, hey, here on the reservation we can make our own laws, but if we don't stay close to the state, the government will step in and, and kind of rein us in. So, so the reservations always stay close to the state. But you know, for example, if you're out hunting huns and sharp tails, uh, that season's going to start maybe a little bit earlier on the reservation. It might run a little bit longer than what it does on state land. If you're going to hunt antelope, for example, which I've I've done, you know, in both Dakotas many, and in Montana, times. that rifle season is going to start a lot earlier. Uh, on the reservation. I mean, it might start six, eight weeks earlier oh, on the reservation wow. as opposed to on state land. So, you, you know, you get a little added bonus. Now, the downside to the reservation is costs are usually the same. Seasons are a little longer. Another bonus is you might get, um, you, you know, you might be able to shoot like an extra bird or two. Right. Uh, but the downside is if you're going to hunt on that reservation, mm -hmm. you're going to have to have uh, an Indian guide. A member of the reservation is going to have to take you hunting. Mm -hmm. So there's costs associated with that. And if you're like, you know, me and you, we like to do our own thing, then, you know, you don't really want somebody guiding you along. But if you have somebody who takes you out and says, have at it, I'll pick you up at this spot in a couple of hours, that's pretty nice. Yes, it is. And the last thing you want to do, guys, is take it upon yourself to go on your own onto one of these reservations without a host or guide. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with any reservation that allows you to just take off on your own. Yeah. I, I'm sure there are some out there. I'm not familiar with them. Mm -hmm. But all the ones that I've ever uh, hunted on, you have to have a member of the reservation with you. And, and usually that member of that reservation has to be a licensed guide to take people out hunting. Do you find that the uh, most difficult part about hunting on the Indian Reservation is hitting those grouse with a tomahawk? <laughs> yeah, all right. Is that, that the tough part? No, you know, I tell you what, I do okay with the tomahawk. You're not bad with the tomahawk. <laughs> all right, Pete, go eat your pancake. All right. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not in the school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. 
To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Purina Pro Plan brings us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. So, hey, why not talk to a Pro Plan man? His client dogs and his personal dogs are all Pro Plan dogs. Ronnie Smith at his world famous Ronnie Smith Kennels talking about that new puppy that came into your family this Christmas. Social skills are, are very, very important um, with your animal, just like they are with us. Uh, and two, if that dog is going to live in your house, then you need to set a precedence. You need to set the rules immediately and be very consistent. It's very easy to take that young puppy and turn him loose in the house, and everybody's loving on him and enjoying him. And then we don't pay attention to him, and he goes to the bathroom. And then if you're not careful, that's the way he is for the rest of his life. Uh, so be very diligent about your crate training and your social skills. If you have young children, um, we all love puppies. Kids want to pet a dog. They see us pet it, and they just don't have the dexterity that we do, and they have a, a tendency to hit that dog. So teach your children, uh, and that will help socialize your dog as well. Yeah. Haul him with you. Take him, take him around town with you. Everybody loves to pet a puppy. You know, I've seen dogs that were so that were socialized to the point that the first time they ever heard a gun was sitting in the back of a truck. Uh, there was a gentleman at a seminar one time, and he had a dog that went everywhere with him and was absolutely unmoved with any environment that he was in. And I remember we were um, we were going to do some shooting, and I said, "Would you like to move your dog?" And he said, "No, he'll be fine." So as we were doing the shooting, I watched the dog, and and he was right. The dog was absolutely unmoved by the situation. Socialization, very important. We don't want to start anything really uh, formal training-wise or, or difficult for that dog, probably for at least a year. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, talking about social skills, Bill, the, the importance of social skills are obviously it makes him a good citizen. But for training, a dog that, that is poorly socialized, a dog that's not had the attention, um, when you do try to do anything with him, he will misinterpret your intentions. Um, we get dogs in uh, occasionally that you, you reach down to stamp a rope into their collar to go uh, quarter them in the field, and just the mere um, uh, bending down to stamp the rope in their collar, they, they crouch away from you because they don't understand your intentions. So social skills are, are very, very important. So that Christmas puppy, socialization is extremely important. Uh, when we finally want to expose that puppy to a wing or a bird, how young can we do that? You know, you can do the wing drill about eight weeks of age, usually. Uh, anything younger than that, puppies just don't get it. Um, if you do the wing drill, again, realize that that's a visual, a visual exercise. So don't, don't do a lot of it. When you can flip a wing down uh, and a puppy points it instantly, you probably should discontinue that from then on. Um, because to continue, it just promotes a dog to point by sight. I'm Bassmaster Classic champion Chris Lane. Hey, Billy Kinder, you're not. <laughs> Big Billy Kinder Outdoors will be right back. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo returns to Dallas and the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center this January. I'm Corey Mason, CEO at DSE, inviting you to join us for our 40th anniversary celebration, January 6th through the 9th. The greatest celebration of science-based, factual conservation, conservation that works, will feature 1,800 booths and vendors from across America and around the world. They will be offering hunting and fishing opportunities, guns, gear, art, fashion, and jewelry. Numerous auctions, both live and silent, 
daily and open to online bidding from wherever you are. For convention hours, discounts, and information, visit biggame.org. Your ticket or auction purchase will go directly to the DSC mission of conservation, education, and advocacy on Capitol Hill. The DSC Convention and Expo is back. Come celebrate with us January 6th through the 9th in Dallas. Full details at biggame.org and kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom. Perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store to get a snack and they either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car so I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance 
Do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Redfish on the fly rod, fresh walleye in a skillet, big tom turkeys running to your call, a massive 6x6 within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. You're always welcome here. Uh, as we begin a brand new year, why don't you... Look into making yourself a very good promise. Promise yourself. Treat yourself to Joshua Creek Ranch. Not only is it five-star lodging, dining, perfect everything in a beautiful landscape, the rolling Texas hill country with crystal clear Joshua Creek Ranch running right through the middle of the place. The Guadalupe River is your border. Giant live oak trees that reach back to the birth of Texas, inhabited by the long strands of Spanish moss that wave in that gentle breeze while you enjoy a first-class, world-class, Beretta-endorsed, Orvis-endorsed bird hunt. The winter weather is wonderful in the Texas Hill Country. Come on down. Learn more about my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. My dear friend Larry Wysoon is kind enough to serve as one of our experts around here, one of our pros at Kinder Outdoors. Larry, always good to see you. I want to talk to you a little bit about decoys. I have long used decoys for my turkey hunting. I love it. They work. How about deer hunting? What's your experience with deer decoys? The very first time I played with a decoy, I put one out because I thought we had a poacher coming in on our property. And so we... So you were playing game warden. I was playing game warden, but I was, wanting, I was wanting this guy to see whether he'd take a shot at it. I put out this decoy, built it up out of styrofoam, I mean, with the antlers, the whole nine yards, painted it, looked absolutely fantastic. Left, came back about four hours later, and this decoy was totally destroyed. And my first thought was, oh, my gosh, the guy got over here and shot it with a shotgun. Then I started looking at the tracks around. Of course, this was during about the time that the rut started. And I realized another buck had come in, seen this decoy deer, and literally had torn it up. So. That's about the time that we started looking at the possibility, well, maybe if, you know, in safe situations, well, let's consider using a decoy. And, and over the years, we've had extremely good success with it, particularly more so in the northern states than I have in Texas. In Texas, a lot of times I'll use a doe decoy, if you will, and I'll set it up so that she's looking away from where I am and I'm, when I'm rattling. So when a buck comes in, he sees that deer decoy rather than looking at me, and he concentrates to that on that animal that supposedly there and that gives me the opportunity maybe to get a little bit better look at him to where I can estimate what his age and if I'm interested in score and all that kind of thing but uh, we've had them we've used those deer decoys a lot in that respect or even as a confidence type decoy to if you're hunting in a uh, what we used to call oak patches or food plots these days is set out a decoy and if 
brings deer in sometimes is simply because they look out there and they go, well, there's a deer already out there. So they kind of move in a little bit earlier sometimes. Just away. feel more comfortable. Feel more comfortable. So, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for using it. But the one thing you want to be careful of is, again, when it comes to hunter safety type thing, is, is cover that thing in, in orange or something else when you're carrying it out in the field because you don't want to be looking like a deer walking out there in the field. Right. Now, you said in Texas, when you're hunting Texas, you'll use that decoy, and that makes a lot of sense the way you use that decoy. What about in the northern states? Do you decoy a little different? In the northern states, we've had more luck using buck decoys to where you set them up on the edge of the field and try to set them up so that that animal, when he comes in, the other buck that comes in kind of sidles into him to give you a shot. But, again, it's kind of a confidence thing kind of. More than anything else, that buck sees it, he comes in, he thinks maybe there's a doe there somewhere, and he may come in to have a better look. But for whatever reason, it seems like the, in the northern states, meaning pretty much those from Oklahoma on north, you have better luck with, with buck decoys, whereas farther south here in Texas, we have more luck, seems like, with doe decoys. There you go, guys. That's why you tune in to get the greatness of Larry Wysoon uh, on your radio. You know, uh, Larry, I shot a deer and uh, just dropped him in his tracks out there at 200 yards. And my old chest was swelling up. My head might have been swelling a little bit. I was kind of proud of that shot. And then I remembered that my friend Larry Wysoon once shot an antelope with a pistol at 504 yards. I've got more work to do on the range. I think we all do. You know, you know how you make those shots. You spend a lot of time practicing, a lot of time practicing, a lot of time practicing, and then you take that shot when you feel confident that you can make it. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. We'll be on stage together next weekend at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo in downtown Dallas. Come join us, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon. You know who else is going to be at Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo? My friends from Joshua Creek Ranch. Stop by booth 1139 and visit with all my friends from the Texas Hill Country at Joshua Creek Ranch. In case you missed it last hour, we had a great conversation with Kyle Brookshire. He's program manager of the Texas Sherlunker Program, which grows giant green bass. <laughs> A lot of hats that I wear, but the main one I wear is uh, the Toyota Sherlunker Program Manager. So I'm in charge of all things related to Sherlunker throughout the year, uh, most of which gets a lot of publicity during the collection season when we collect wild-caught 13-plus-pound bass, yeah. transport them to our hatcheries for our spawning process for that program. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't matter. Texas is a big state. And if you get a call from <clears throat> San Antonio, uh, Choke Canyon, you've got to get up at 6 in the evening, load up and make that drive go straight there, straight back. No no bobbles along the way. Got to get that fish back. That's right, yes. And Texas is a very big state. Um, so there's a lot of miles, a lot of road to travel. And, you know, throughout the recent years, we've uh, developed what's called the response team, which helps with that process. So we've got district teams and biologists across the state that can help us uh, expedite that transport time for those fish to get back to their final destination. So you know, what typically would be leaving from Athens to go get a fish way over in Choke Canyon, uh, we actually have a team that will collect that fish within two to three hours, ideally less, um, from the angler and then meet us halfway on the road to get that fish back here as soon as possible. Yeah, it's a remarkable process from, from the time that phone call is made to the Sherlunker program uh, to the time that you release that fish back into the wild. It's an amazing process. Uh, first thing you have to do, I guess, is check the health of that, that fish. He's been in somebody's live well, maybe bouncing around on the lake for a while. Correct. Yeah, we bring it. Uh, when we bring that fish back to the hatchery after we go through the transport process, we put it in really, you know, intensive care room is what we call it. Um, it's kind of a shakedown area where we will put the fish in a large holding tank, 
Uh, we actually sedate that fish and we'll treat any kind of scrapes or abrasions it might have. Uh, the fish needs to be vented. Uh, we'll do that then. We'll release some of the air out of his air bladder so she can equalize better. Yeah. Um, and really just do a, a really a, a, an exam on the fish to determine any kind of things that we need to be watching for in the coming weeks, um, those sorts of things. And then we will bring the fish back out of that sedation to put it in its whole tank. You know, used to in the Texas Toyota Sherlonker program, just being 13 pounds was good enough. And then we were going to breed that fish. Uh, we were going to spawn that fish and, and put those fry in our lakes. But now it's a little more specific. We want only Florida strain, right? Why? Well, correct, yes. Um, you know, we, we will collect and selectively breed any uh, fish that's donated over 13 pounds that is a, a good candidate for that. So whether it's a pure Florida or an integrate with a northern uh, we'll spawn that because it has a tie to that genetic predisposition to reach that size in the wild. So we're wanting to give that offspring a fighting chance and putting them back into the public waters of Texas. Uh, specifically with our brood stock, we're focusing on the pure Florida strain. Okay. Um, and again, that gives us a more pure, closer, even closer tie than what an integrate would have yeah. to that genetic predisposition to reach that trophy size bass. Um, and that's, you know, again, that's, that's kind of where our focus is on our hatchery side of things and stocking the offspring. Um, from those Sherlunkers. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, where, how do we get the name Florida strain? Ob obviously, these are genetics that came out of Florida. Or what's the story? Correct. Yes, yeah, so it's a genetic strain that came out of Florida, originated there in Florida, um, and that's that's really where the name came from. So, okay. in short, yeah, it came from Florida. We brought some of those fish over, um, you know, way back when we started stocking them into Texas waters, and now we've kind of evolved into this. What we like to, you know kind of tagline is Texas fish, Texas yeah. bass, Texas strain. It's not actually confirmed, but <laughs> we call them Texas strain because those Floridas have kind of adapted to the Texas environment over the years. And, yeah. um, you know, the ones that we're selectively breeding have proven to be able to reach trophy size in Texas waters yeah. and over their brothers and sisters, or really over their sisters yeah. um, that are found in the wild that are also pure Floridas. So. Hi, I'm Emily Roach from the fabulous Calvert Hotel in Lucetown, Montana. Stay with us while you're hunting and fishing our beautiful state. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas are award-winning artists many times over. And for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axis, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing, too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's word, csbiblechurch.org. 
www.outdoortexascamps.org. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. We knew you were coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors. You do not have to be a member of Joshua Creek Ranch to go down and have a hunt or a great stay. But if that's something you might like to do several times a year, you really ought to look into an individual, a family, or a corporate Joshua Creek Ranch membership. Details at KinderOutdoors.com. Let's get back to our conversation with Toyota Texas Sherlunker Program Manager, Kyle Brookshire. Bass fishing in Texas, uh, because of the Sherlunker Program, is better now, I think, than it has ever been. There have been critics through the years, but, hey, those, that, the, the, that critique doesn't stand up to the numbers. It's phenomenal. Let's take 2020, 2021 for an example, or 2020 for an example. What a phenomenal year and the start of 21. Yes, yeah, we just finished one of the best seasons we've ever had from a apples-to-apples comparison for our collection window. You know, we've uh, learned throughout the years kind of what our 
really our best time is to collect those fish to get not only successfully transport them and release them, but also successfully spawn them. Um, and so we only have that short window of collection season, but this is one of the best ones we've ever had from a collection and from a successful spawning rate. You know, we, we've ended up with over a quarter million offspring, selective, you know, superior genetic offspring going back into the Texas waters. Yeah. Uh, our friend Gary Klein caught his only, 13-pound or bigger, uh, Texas Sherlunker on a day when it was sleeting. The other anglers decided not to go out. It was it was extremely cold, and, and you might have been there that day. I don't know, uh, but it was a miserable day. Why are our bigger fish caught during that miserable cold weather? Uh, you know they were out there in the summer. What They just they don't eat? Yeah, you know, that's funny. That, that day is very uh, vivid in my mind because I was there the day before with them, and I was supposed to be there that day, too, but I decided I wasn't going to try to pry the boat off the frozen trailer. But I ended up being there to help collect that fish, which was a great experience, great opportunity to be there for that. I um, congratulate Gary on such an awesome achievement, you know, yeah. lifetime goal. But, yeah, you know, I think these fish are really triggered. Um, you know, when, you, when it gets to extreme weather changes like that, I think it's, there's some instinctual changes that are triggered in their minds that say, hey, like, this is life or death at this point probably. And huh. so I think that's one of the big things we've seen. Uh, you know, with this snowstorm that we had um, this past year, you know, we had a lot of shad die-offs in yeah. some of our reservoirs, and so that triggers some heavy feeding efforts on those fish. Um, so, you know, you have that kind of process that, that really kind of jumpstarts some of that heavy feeding that a fish maybe wouldn't be quite as, you know, pressed to do in the springtime or early, early springtime, really yeah. late winter. Yeah, and throughout the summer, are a lot more selective. You know, they watch your bait go by a thousand times. You know, it's just not what they want in the winter time. Like you said, maybe they're gorging, feeding on whatever comes by. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, they kind of slow down and get lethargic in those extreme temperatures. And then when we have an extreme change in that temperature, um, which may be a drastic environmental change, I think that kind of triggers them into those modes. Yeah. Do you ever have time to go fishing? I do sometimes, yes. Uh, I didn't get much in the spring, but, yeah, you know, really late late spring, early summer, I try to get out once we're done with our, you know, really our production season in and, and June and uh, kind of get out in that sort of time and just get on the water. And I'll go a lot of times in the fall when I'm not chasing deer or ducks. So yeah, there you go. There you go. You're a northern Arkansas guy, so, yeah, you've got it all in your blood. You've got a, you've got a lot to do. Um, kind of like a West Texas guy like me, you know, you've, you've got to go do this stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about, well, first of all, how successful was this past Sherlunker season? Yeah, it's the most successful one we've had since the inception of the program. You know, we've had some uh, 30-something, you know, 33, 36 lunkers collected back in the heydays of Lake Fork, but that was over about a six, seven-month period. Yeah. But when you compare those three months of the spring to this year, to those seasons, this has been the most successful we've ever had. So it's yeah. been incredible. So out of all of those big, giant fish, 20-some-odd, 13-pounders? Correct. We, I think we had 23 is what we finished with yeah. this year that we actually collected. Right. Um, there have been several others that were caught, you know, on into April that we did not collect. And, and really, we, we came to a place where we had everything we needed, and we didn't have any more space in our hatcheries, which is an incredible problem to have. Yeah, that's a wonderful situation. So how many fry? And whose job is it? Do you have to stay up here all night and count the fry? <laughs> no, no. We've got an incredible team of the hatcheries. Um, you know, across the state, we got five state freshwater hatcheries, and this is kind of home of the Sherlunker and, you know, the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Center here. Our, our hatchery is focused on largemouth bass production, which would include the Sherlunker part of that. Part of that. Um, and there's an incredible team that, that, you know, that focuses in on those pieces, and yeah. so we all work together. And, 
kind of help, you know, I, I will help out and re- return the share lunkers to their home lake um, and then help out with some of the stocking of the offspring. But, yeah, they – they drive a lot of miles stocking fish and rearing fish here on the hatchery. Absolutely. So do we have any idea how many offspring, how many fry we returned to Texas lakes this year? Yeah, this past year we over a quarter million fry wow. or fingerlings at this point were stocked out. So wow. pretty pretty incredible. And, you know, the there's a lot that goes into this. Um, we actually are at a place where we're almost fully incorporated our Sherlunker offspring um, brood stock. So we've been on this. Uh, journey in the past, you know, four or five years of recreating our brood stock, which are production bass for all of our lakes that get stocked. You know, Sherlunker does a specific stocking for the lakes that produce those trophy-sized bass, but what we've done is taken a small portion of that every year and created a year class. So now our production bass, which stock all of our public waters in Texas, are going to be soon, really hoping this year, converted fully to Sherlunker offspring. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, DNA testing, when it came along years ago, uh, it opened up some doors for us and gave us some really cool information. We've actually seen generations of Sherlunkers caught now. Uh, where we can go back and say, wow, this fish's grandmother was caught, you know, X number of years ago. Correct, yeah. You know, since Toyota came on board, they've really allowed us to um, acquire some amazing genetic technology and really get down to the nitty-gritty of this. And uh, we've gone back and taken some, you know, old DNA samples or scale samples from some fish back in the early years of the program and be able to DNA trace those fish that we've had in recent years. You know, we've got fifth-generation offspring um, that are popping back up, and that's a direct result of the success of the program. So it's yeah. pretty incredible. It is amazing. So uh, when you get that Sherlunker call and you're heading out, do you ever go, yes, it's Choke Canyon. I get to stop at a certain restaurant and eat again today. You have spots along the road you like? Uh, yeah, you know, we we try to try to make the, the run as fast as possible, but Bucky's always kind of is a great refilling spot. Grab, grab some fuel for ourselves and yeah. the truck. A little junk food. Yeah, a little junk Fudge. Yep, yep, some beaver nuggets and some of those uh, sugar-covered pecans. Those are those are where it's at. Can't beat it. Kyle, thanks for all the, the, the good work you guys do. Uh, at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, it's state-of-the-art, world-class, and so is our breeding program and, and what we've done for bass. What we as a state have done for bass fishing is phenomenal, and people look at it from all over the world and copycat. Exactly, yes. We have conversations all the time with other state agencies and even the private sectors about how to replicate something of this stature. And, you know, it's pretty incredible that a program like this exists where we can partnership, where there's this great partnership between the agency, the anglers, and private companies um, that, that really have a common goal and come together to make something like this happen. You know, it, no other state has a program quite this unique, um, but, you know, there are anglers and there are agencies that want to help replicate this kind of process to really increase the bass fishing in their state. Yep, absolutely. Kyle, always good to see you, man. So thank you. Great to be here. Let's go fishing. Uh, that you get off work any time this month? Uh, yes, we can go. Yeah, we've got to go before the weekend. The cold front gets here, though. The deer get out there and running. <laughs> Kyle Brooks, your program manager, Texas Sherlunker program. They produce big, 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 giant bass. What a successful program. Hey, we are all out of time, but I do want you to join me next week from the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo in downtown Dallas. Co-hosting the show with me will be Executive Director Corey Mason. And then drop by my booth when you visit the convention and expo. My booth will be adjacent to the conservation stage. 4070 is the official number. And make sure when you get there, grab a program or download the DSC Convention and Expo app. 
that's the way to go. And take a look at the schedule, the stage schedule. We're going to be up there having fun all weekend long. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this old camp house today. And, hey, like I said, I'd love to see you right back here next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. Woo!